0: Welcome to the Warriors Arise podcast, a safe place to talk about unsafe things. Here's your host, Jane Zahasky. Welcome friends. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Warriors Arise podcast. I am Jane Zahasky, your host, And with me today is co-founder Susie Hansen. Hello. Well, hello, Jane. (laughs) How are you? I'm great. How are you today? I am wonderful. Fantastic. Yeah. So last week, our friend Miranda Vought was here. Yes. And she shared her story, her heartfelt story, about the abortions that she has had in her past and how she overcame them and now is is sharing to help others. Yes. She really talked in depth about the process and how one abortion led to a second one, which then in turn led to a third one. And I just love how transparent she was yeah. with us. Yeah. And just her even At the end, just talking and speaking into our friends' hearts about, you know, like this is, this is what I want for everyone. Her eyes just lit up and you could just see Jesus in her. You You really could. And you could just hear him speaking through her. And that was such a beautiful, just a beautiful thing to share, to witness. And we want to just continue that conversation, we are definitely a safe place to talk about unsafe things. And abortions falls into that category yes, for sure. Is. Yes. That is something that can easily create those prison walls that we talk about that we want to break free from. Absolutely. And we want to help others do that. We were looking up some statistics even, and it's, you know, the numbers are are big, but yet we know that the statistics say that there are women that don't even report them. That's right. It said so, up to 60% of
1: yes. women don't report them.
0: And so we know those big numbers are really actually bigger. Yes. And this affects a <laughs> lot of women. And uh, we don't want to just turn our backs on those women. We want to be here to help. So we are light. And that's what we're talking about today.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So if... Listeners, if you had not listened to Miranda Vaught's interview from last week, episode 27, I would encourage you to do that first. Yes. And then come back to this episode and join us for a follow-up conversation. So, let's get started. Let's go. All right. So... (laughs) Share a little bit, if you wouldn't mind, Susie, sharing a little bit of your experience and your story you have in the past with your background with addictions, with abortions. But let's today really focus on just the abortions and all the things that actually came with that. You know, you there's a decision that you make, but then everything after that point, Mm. and there's like... You know, layers and yes, layers and layers. Mm-hmm. So can you speak into that a little more today?
1: I sure can. I so resonated with Miranda's story yeah. last week. And it's, it's crazy to think that you would find yourself in that position, or at least for me. Let me speak for myself. hmm Growing up, I always swore that that was something I would never mm-hmm. do and I always ask myself that question is how could anyone ever mm-hmm. do such a thing right The truth of the matter is is that the topic of abortion really does come it has a stigma to it yes and after many years of addiction, mm-hmm. drugs and alcohol yeah. And getting off drugs and alcohol, but still not dealing Mm. with the core issues. I think we've talked about before how addiction is nothing more than a Band-Aid trying to cover up the Mm. real problem. Mm -hmm. And so although I'd gotten off the drugs and the alcohol, I was still avoiding Mm -hmm. dealing with those things that I was running from, which right. was the sexual abuse and abandonment, and rejection, and all the things. Mm-hmm. So I found myself in a sexual addiction. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was seeking sex mm-hmm. from men because there was a validation in it. You know, right. it was like a drug. Mm-hmm. I yeah. felt so low about myself and mm-hmm. had that toxic shame. Yeah. Where I yeah. believed that There was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I was defective. Mm. And if somebody would want to have sex with me, then I must be okay, right? Yes, right, right. And that was where your validation was coming from. That's where, yes. But here's the crazy part of that cycle is you have sex with these people, and then immediately I'm a slut. Yeah, you just start telling yourself what a horrible person you were. Yeah. You just yeah. want to shower and and get it off. Now yeah. it's like ooh gross. Right. I'm, I'm a terrible person. I'm so bad. Yeah. And then yeah. you need another fix. Mm-hmm. And then you're right back in that crazy cycle. Yeah. And so this is the cycle I was in. Yeah. And I did And how old were you at this time? At this time I was 21. Wow. Yeah.
0: That whole like teenager to turning 20 and the young adults, that is a hard age. That's where you're really trying to find your identity. Yes. And you're trying to figure out who you are and in a world that is dark. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you were just seeking, seeking it
1: out. Mm -hmm. Wow. And another layer to that, let me add, is I was a teenage mother. So at this point, I already had two children. Wow. I had two children. And I was married at 17. Yeah. With, I already had my son. Mm-hmm. And I got pregnant again at 18 mm-hmm. and had my daughter at 19 and was going through divorce. Okay. At yeah.
0: 20,
1: 21 years old. Yeah. And I had let him take my kids. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd been a stay at home mom. I didn't work. I was young. and And the reality of it is, I was running. Yeah. I walked Mm -hmm. away from my kids, not because I didn't love them. Mm -hmm. I did love them. Yeah. But as a very lost 21-year-old, I was just running in a different direction, Mm -hmm. just trying to avoid my life, avoid the decisions that I made. Yeah. And they lived with their dad for three Mm -hmm. years, and I had very little to do with them at that point in time in my life. So. I was all walking through those toxic thoughts mm-hmm. of what a terrible mother I was. Right? Who walks away from their kids? Who does that? Yeah, yeah. And I did that, mm-hmm. and I couldn't live with myself for that. So there was a lot of guilt there, and so that mm-hmm. was a lot of the sexual addiction is, mm-hmm. is just trying to to numb out that guilt. Yeah, of not being in their lives. Ugh. Mm -hmm. And so now here I am, 21. Mm -hmm. I'm pregnant. Yep. I'm homeless. Mm -hmm. I had no home. I was staying on people's couches. Mm -hmm. I had found some people that let me live in one of their rooms for a while. It was supposed to be a guy's house, and I was the only girl there. But, you know, I was just thankful for the place to stay. It was a temporary solution. Yeah. And... I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. I can't even take care of myself. Right. I'm not taking care of the two kids that I have. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. do I do? Mm -hmm. And it seemed like the easy answer. Right. Oh, this will fix it. Right. And it'll make it go away. Yeah. Right. And I remember the day that I had made the decision. Mm -hmm. I was so consumed with heaviness. Yeah. I can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah, I was in disbelief because, as I said earlier, I'd spent my whole life yeah. saying I would never. Yeah, how could anyone ever? Uh huh. And yet now I faced it. Yep. Wow. And so the day of, I remember going there. Yeah, I was so sad. Oh. But I didn't know what to do. I right. felt very lost. Sure. I was broken. Yeah. I was very broken. Mm-hmm. And I went through with the process, and they put you under anesthesia and mm-hmm. then bring you to this recovery room. And I, and I don't remember any of that. I just remember coming to in the mm-hmm. recovery room, and I had been crying under anesthesia. Oh, wow. And everybody, was, I remember opening my eyes, and everybody was just kind of looking at me like, Mm-hmm are you okay? (laughs) Because I was sitting there crying, and the nurse even came up to me, and she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I just want to get out of here. Yeah. And I spiraled into a deep depression for a long time over that, which spun off into more relational addiction, which is the craziest cycle Yeah. Wow. that we can get into, but now I I needed to numb out from that. Uh Uh-huh. And so the guilt and the shame. Yes. And it was something that I wouldn't tell anybody. Sure. There were only literally two or three people that knew about that for years. Mm -hmm. For years. Wow. Wow. That imprisoned me. um, And the labels, you know, that I faced were murderer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't know the word. Back then, mm-hmm. I wasn't a Christian, right, but I was right. raised going to church. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew the Ten Commandment uh-huh. that said, Thou uh-huh. shalt not murder. Yeah. And I had done that. Yeah. And I was condemned to hell. And I believed that. Mm. Oh gosh, your mind was probably just on overload. It really was. I tried not to think about it, to be honest with you. Sure, I tried to yeah. stuff it down. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's what
0: I mean, that's what most people do. And that's yeah. why it gets darker and darker and darker.
1: Yeah, it did. It's that cycle. Yeah. Mm. So after that, I I married again mm-hmm. and divorced again. Mm-hmm. I married somebody who had an addiction problem as well. And after being married for... How long were we married? We were together a total of 10 years. We dated for several years and then Mm -hmm. got married. Mm -hmm. And he ultimately ended up relapsing and Mm -hmm. falling back into addiction. And we ended up divorcing. And I... Oh, no. You know, I'm no good. I'm unlovable. Mm -hmm. You know, two failed marriages. Right. By this time, I had my kids back. They were living with me full time. Mm. But once again, I found myself in a situation where I was using men and sex to fix me. Yep. Part of me was a people pleaser. Sure. Too. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to be accepted. And yeah. in this particular instance, I really didn't want to be in that situation where mm-hmm. I was having sex with this person, but I didn't yeah. I didn't want to make them feel bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. That's crazy. I mean, he, I can't be the only one. Well, right. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And it just is like, you just get in a trap. You do. Oh. And then I ended up pregnant. Oh. And so oh. I found myself mm-hmm. facing another decision. Yeah. What was I going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, 10 years earlier, I was homeless. Didn't right. have my kids with me. Yeah. And was in no position to take care of myself, much less a baby. Mm-hmm. I was in a different place in life now, but yet I chose mm. another abortion. Wow. I didn't want to make what I thought would have been the hard choice to carry through with the pregnancy. Yep. Mm. But I think the consequences of going through the abortion mm-hmm. are a million times worse. Mm. Oh, gosh.
0: And so did you find yourself kind of comparing, like, the first time compared to the second time? Like— Could you find yourself that you justified the first one, but then the second one, you're like, well, now wait, but it's so different now, but yet I'm still choosing or leaning towards this decision.
1: You know, it's crazy. I think that we can say, here's a line in the sand and I'm never going to cross this line like I did with abortion. Yeah. And I look down on people Uh, who made those choices. You know, I was part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. And once you cross that line, mm-hmm. how easy it becomes. Uh, the line kind of moves a it little. It does. Yeah. And, and it becomes easier. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I've already done it once. I'm just going to do it again right. and get it over with. Yes. And not that it was easy. Right. But it was easier mm-hmm. to and, fall back on that again.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, it was like that. Seemed like the easier, and I'm using air quotes. Yes. The easier choice to make. But yet you said the consequences of that decision
1: is a million times worse. Yeah. A oh. million times worse. Yeah. And I've shared my story with women who have also walked through abortion, and it's a very common. Mm. There are some that say it didn't bother them. Sure. You know, not to say that you may be hearing this and go, well, it didn't bother me. Yeah. But the majority of the women that I speak to live in a prison of guilt and shame. Yes. Embarrassment. Mm -hmm. You feel like you can't tell anybody because there is such a stigma around abortion everywhere. Billboards. Yeah. Yeah. Car bumper stickers. Yeah. Even license plates that say choose life. Yes. Yeah. And every time you see something like that, and it's everywhere, yeah. it's like a punch uh, in the gut. Yeah. A stabbing feeling because mm-hmm. you know you've made that decision mm-hmm. and you feel horrific. Wow. I felt horrific. Yeah. About yeah. the choices that I made. And so anytime I saw those things, there was always mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah. God you know, yeah. I'm a terrible person. I'm just, I'm a terrible person. Mm-hmm. And you and I lived in that prison, Jane, for 20 plus years. Yeah. I was going to say it, it was years that you were, you had those
0: repeated thoughts over and over. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so how did the 20 plus years end? That's the best part. Of the I story.
1: know. I know. <laughs> it is. So oh. I shoved this so far down into me. Yeah, I didn't want to think about it, and oftentimes I didn't. Even though I didn't think about it when I'd see those signs, I still felt that. Mm-hmm. Because it will that, always bubble that up. Stabbing right? feeling. Yeah. You see, or people will get into conversations, mm-hmm. pro-life conversations mm-hmm. around you, and you're yeah. you're sitting there. You know, with a smile on your face, but you're dying on the inside. Yeah. And I found Jesus. I was not a Christian walking with God. I didn't know God. Yeah. My identity lied in my past Mm -hmm. and the things that I'd done Mm -hmm. and the choices that I made. So my identity was terrible. Mm -hmm. And in January 2003, someone invited me to church. The power of an invite. Yeah. 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 And, and so,
0: was this person close to you? Did they know your past? What did that look like?
1: She did not know my past. Wow. Um, yeah. She was close to me, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's not sure. something you openly share. Right. Because it feels unsafe. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. so, even people that knew me would not know anything, mm-hmm. wouldn't have a clue that I had done yeah. something like that. Yeah. And... There might be some people listening to this podcast that know me that are going, what? (laughs) And so you didn't talk about it. right? And so I knew her from the 12-step program. Mm, Yeah. And we were really close. And she had found this church. And she's like, you got to come. And I... I had had this draw to church. You know, if you're familiar with the 12-step mm-hmm. program, it is spiritually based. Mm-hmm. Right, and you do right. have a higher power. Yes, And yes. a lot of people choose to call him God. Mm-hmm. But you don't hear about Jesus a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I, I was spiritual. Yeah. I grew yeah. up in church. I knew there was a God. I believed in God. But yeah. again, I had no relationship with God. I didn't read a Bible. I didn't know God's Word. I had mm. no idea that I had an identity in Christ or even right. what that was. Yeah, right. right. My identity lied in the worldly things mm-hmm. and the things that I had done. So I found Jesus and I began to start seeking counseling oh, for just yes. about everything but that. Yeah. That was something oh, sure. that yeah. I was not bringing up. Oh, that's
0: interesting. Yeah. Okay, but back up a second. So you were invited to church and you went. Do you remember that day when you went to church for the first time? I do, very vividly. Yes.
1: I do, very vividly. I remember walking in, and the pastor was actually doing a sermon series on marriage. And at the time, I was single. Yeah, and
0: you're probably like, oh, well,
1: I don't need this. I did, though. I <laughs> right. Because the pastor there was so transparent. Yeah. He was a human being. Ah, uh, good. Yeah. I like it when pastors are human. Yes, exactly. Because pastors mess up, too. Yes. And he was so transparent, honest, oh. and open. I felt like that it was a church that I could belong to. Yeah, yeah. And oh, you know, for awesome. me, that was Life Church. Yeah. I should share that in case yeah. you need to know where you can go for a place where yeah. you can— be accepted for who you are. Yeah. You know, I currently go to Victory Church, which mm-hmm. is also a great church that will accept you yes, as you are. Absolutely. And yeah. so, you know, there are churches out there. Yes. Yep. And that's nice to know because mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I felt like church was just this big O judgment place that yeah. was judging me for the mistakes that I made. I yeah. mean, yeah. teenage pregnancy, mm-hmm. you know. Pregnancy out of wedlock, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. child abandonment, you know, you name right. It. And yeah. And so, church for me didn't feel very good. So sure. I did. It was a marriage series, and and I related oh. a lot to it. And as I began my that. journey, yeah, just surrounding myself mm-hmm. with mature mm-hmm. Christian women yes. who had kind of gone before me a little bit. In two thousand and eleven, mm-hmm. I was fasting. Yeah. At this point in time, I had been a Christian for. Eight years. Okay. And yeah. I was in counseling mm-hmm. with my husband. We were doing some maintenance counseling, yeah. which is a good thing. Yes. You should do that. Yes. And the Lord just started speaking to me that it was time to deal with the abortions. And I'm oh. like, nope. <laughs> nope. I'm good. God's off I'm the, good. Table. <laughs> the table. is right. Oh. <laughs> and so I just remember blurting out in counseling one day. Yeah. I've had two abortions. <laughs> it just, I, it's just all I could do. It's all I could do. Yeah. And and she kind of took it from there. Yeah. And she gave me an assignment, one I'll never forget. And the assignment was to write a letter Yeah, to those babies. <gasps>
0: wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I can't imagine how powerful. It was. I mean, how hard. hard. But yet. Now, how powerful oh, that assignment yes. was.
1: It, oh, it was the key to the jail cell. Wow. I just didn't know it yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I wrote the letters and that was the easy part. Really? Um, so you just went home and wrote well, letters? I went home. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't like I was baking cake, but <laughs> 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 I, I mean, my heart hurt. Yeah. And, yeah. and I felt heavy. Yeah. But then I had to go and read that letter out loud. (gasps) And my husband was with me. We were were there together. And I sat there for 15 minutes. And I literally mean 15 minutes bawling. Oh, gosh. Before I could even speak a word. Oh, wow. Off that first, you know, the letter. Yes. And so when I was finally able to speak, I read the letter. Wow. And I can't tell you what the letter said, but I almost have the last paragraph memorized. (gasps) You do. And, you know, the letter, of course, was just an explanation and apology to the babies. And I know that they're in heaven and I know that I'll still be their mother in heaven. And I know that I will meet those children in heaven. And I look forward to that. And, but what the last paragraph said was, because I've been hearing how God forgives our sins. Jesus died. His blood covers it all. Yes. Yes. And and that was beginning to sink in. And and so I was beginning to understand, you know, for a while it was a tug of war between, you know, God forgives all our sins. Yeah, but the Ten Commandments says thou shall not murder. And I know he can believe this, but can he believe that? And so it it was a real struggle for me to even be able to accept God's forgiveness in this. Yes. Myself, forget it. yeah. I could not forgive myself, and that's where my struggle was. And so that last paragraph of the letters was, you know, God, I understand that you have forgiven me for this horrific thing that I have done. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how in the world I'm ever going to be able to forgive myself. God, Mm -hmm. please help me to forgive myself. Wow. And that was the final paragraph of that letter. And I— at that point in time, I was on staff at live uh-huh. church and I had a women's event that night. And uh-huh. so I had to pull myself back together. Wow. And go to work. I was reading the Bible in a year towards the beginning of the year. And I was reading in Exodus how Moses led mm-hmm. the Israelites out of Egypt. And it was the part where they left and came to the Red Sea, and the Red Sea yeah. parted. Yes. And then they walked. Yes. Across on dry ground all night long, uh-huh. and then the Egyptian army, because God held back the Egyptian yes, army with yes. a pillar of fire, yep, until they all got across. Mm-hmm. Well, then God lifted the pillar of fire; the Egyptian army ran in, yep, and then the Red Sea closed up, killing them all. Yes, and so that's what I went to bed thinking about, Aww, and yeah. and this this is this was my moment of freedom. Is I woke up about six fifteen the next morning. Yeah. And you know, when you've just had that kind of snot slinging, gut wrenching, can't talk kind of cry. Yes. When you're done, and you're like, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, you're so hungover emotionally. Yes. And I was exhausted. I felt like I hadn't slept in days. Yeah. And so when I'm waking up at 615 <laughs> to the voice of God saying, Susie, yeah. get up. Oh, I'm like, no. Yeah. You know, no, I didn't want to get up. Yeah. And and God spoke that to me like three times. Wow. And and so I got up. Yeah. And I walked out into the living room, sat on the couch. We were saying, okay, God, I'm listening. Yeah. And so clearly, Jane, God spoke to me oh. and he said, Susie, mm-hmm. it's okay to forgive yourself. Wow. And then he went on to say, just like the Egyptian army was buried in the red sea. Yeah. Your sin is buried and forgotten. Oh. I have forgiven you. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to forgive yourself. Wow. And I would like to say I just sat there and cried, but I didn't. I was in such awe that I was yeah. I was almost in shock and I was wide-eyed. And I had a vision in that moment where I was sitting in the darkness in chains. Yeah. And these doors just flung open to blue skies and sunshine in an open field. Yeah. And I stood up. And these chains fell off of me, and I walked out into that open field and I felt free. Oh
0: my goodness. Yes, for the first
1: time in over 20 years. Oh, I love that. I felt free. Now, that's not to say that when we're talking about abortion, I still feel a tug on my heartstrings. I think that I always will. I don't think that will ever go away. Yeah. Because, of course, I regret those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. But, God has forgiven me. Yeah. I finally learned to forgive myself and I can live free in that. Yeah, And now it's my heart's desire to help other women who have walked yes. that journey. Yeah. You know, there are so many different scriptures in the Bible mm-hmm. that talk about God's forgiveness. Yes. You know, all we have to do is confess our sin. Yes. And yep. he forgives us. Yes.
0: Yep. First John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness.
1: Yes, it's beautiful. And there's is. Psalms oh, 103, yes. where he says he tosses it in the sea of forgetfulness. Yes, as far as the East is. From, the, from west. the West. I so love far that. has he removed our transgression from us. Yes. Mm, I just love it. And so the enemy would love nothing more than for us to have stayed in that prison or yes. for you to stay in your prison. Mm-hmm and the the point is is that we were never meant to remain broken right and god has forgiven you you know if mm-hmm. if you've repented and you have asked him for the forgiveness yes it is done it is finished yeah and you know jesus came to this earth god sent him because he knew we were human and we were flawed and we were going to sin because sin dwells yes. in us it's in our yeah. nature yes and he knew that the only way he could be with us again, because when Adam and Eve in the garden caused Mm-mm. separation and then Jesus built the bridge. Yes. Creating a way for us to to be with God again mm-hmm. through his death on the cross. Yeah. And do you think that God would send a son, Jesus, to earth mm-hmm. to go through such a brutal beating? Right. And such a horrific death, mm. a terrible death on that cross, mm-hmm. if it was only going to cover some sins? Right. Right. You know, there's no sin too big for God to forgive. Exactly. Yes. And and I I just want to point out real quick that Paul,
0: mm-hmm.
1: who wrote the majority of the New Testament, was a murderer mm-hmm. of Christians. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, Moses murdered mm-hmm. two people. I know. Peter, I- who denied Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are so many. David who mm-hmm. committed adultery, got right. her pregnant, had her husband murdered and he's a he's a man after God's own heart and yes. God used him in a major way. God used yes. Paul in a major way. God yes. used Moses in a major way and mm-hmm. God will use you in a major way because yes. if you suffer from you know that guilt and shame of having had abortions, God can still use you. Yes. You are not washed up or used no. damaged goods. No. You are a daughter of Christ. Mm-hmm. And God, you go to him and you repent your sin and ask him for his forgiveness. And it is yours. No questions asked. Yes. I think where we get stuck is that self-forgiveness. And so I just want to encourage anybody, if you are sitting in this invisible prison of shame and guilt due to abortion, Mm -hmm. please reach out and find a Christian counselor. But it's the only way you'll be able to get through this. Yes. Because, you know, the wound is deep. It oh, really yes. is deep. And yeah. mm-hmm. a counselor can walk you through those feelings mm-hmm. of guilt and shame yeah. and, and you know, whatever led you to that decision mm-hmm. and give you the tools that you need to reach a place of self-forgiveness. Yes. So please do that. And you can always email us yes. at info at org. Mm -hmm. again that's info at warriors arise ministry.org and that email comes straight to me Mm -hmm. and i would be happy to pray with you and help direct you to a good counselor or person Mm -hmm. that can help you yes
0: absolutely and that is we talk about The light and the darkness. And that is that first step, reaching out to someone and sharing. I mean, you have to speak it. You have to let it go from
1: deep, deep inside. And that's really the only way. It is the only way. Light shatters the darkness. Yes, yes. You know, where there's light, there can be no darkness. And I know that shining a light on those wounds can be so scary and hard. Yeah but i promise you mm-hmm. it is worth it yeah. you can live in freedom from yes. the choice of abortion yes
0: and that is what we're praying for you for is for those chains to just fall off and yeah. that you can walk in freedom yes in christ yes
1: oh, it is possible it
0: is possible and it's worth it it's worth the fight it's worth the pain it's worth the sorrow
1: And you're worth the fight. You're worth the pain and the sorrow. Yes. Because having made the choice to have an abortion, it's not who you are. Right. You know, we can't judge a person. Mm -hmm. This is what I've learned Mm -hmm. when I said I would never, and then I did, Mm -hmm. is... You don't know what a person's walked through. Yeah. We don't know what you've walked through. Mm-hmm. You are not judged right for having made this decision. Right. You will be greeted here at Warriors Arise mm-hmm. with nothing but love, acceptance, grace, and mercy. Yes. yes. Because we understand.
0: Yes. Oh, so good. Susie, thank you so much for sharing. I just hear we- love that you are now on the other side and you are (laughs) leading and helping others to get over to the other side too yes that's and that's what this is all about absolutely yeah Absolutely is right. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> love you so much. I
1: love you
0: too, Jane. Oh, so friends, please stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram. Be sure that you have subscribed to our podcast so you don't miss any episodes at all. And maybe God has brought someone else to mind that may need to hear this message or hear Miranda's story from episode 27. We encourage you to share with your friends, get into some discussions. This is a great way to kind of open the door. And again, if you need help with that, let us know, reach out to us. That's what
1: we're here for. That's right, we're here for you.
0: So as always, we are praying this over all of our listeners and praying that God will just kind of plant this seed in the right places. He knows exactly who needs to hear these things. But we always pray that you all find that it's time to rise up, warrior, and And step step into your freedom. (laughs) Warriors Arise exists to educate and empower women to break free from the labels of their past in order to find hope, passion, and purpose. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Remember, this is a safe place to talk about unsafe things.